Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. Hey guys, this is Russ, and this is the Overlook Podcast. Today, I'm covering the disappearance of Leanne Fong. Leanne Fong is a Chinese woman missing from Queensboro, New York. She was 52 years old at the time of her disappearance. On July 19, 2002, her daughter Jenna, who was a legal adult at the time, had came home to blood stains on the floor, ceilings, and even on a nearby vase. It appeared that someone at some point had attempted to try to clean up blood, but gave up at some point. There were no signs of any type of forced entry, and Leanne, her mother, was nowhere to be found. And an initial investigation was conducted. The police came, they gathered evidence, which included blood spatter forensic samples, mop water, and there was pictures taken of different car bumpers and things inside the home. But unfortunately, very soon after the case was open, the lead detective retired. And after that, Jenna, Leanne's daughter, said the case just kind of fell off. Jenna has stated that after that initial investigation, she struggled to get any information from the police. It's been stated in several articles that she has requested records legally with the help of her lawyer, but basically told the records didn't exist. They were destroyed in a flood. On pretty much every article I could find, Leanne states that over the years, she has made multiple inquiries to the police department. She just want to find out if there's any update. What are you guys doing? What is happening in our case? But she has not heard a thing back. Now, going back to the time of the disappearance, there's not a lot about Leanne's personal life out there. That's just not, this case was very poorly covered when it happened and even today. But from what I can gather, At the time of her disappearance, she was living at home with her daughter and her husband, Roger. Now, Leanne and Roger were actually going through a divorce. And it's been reported that this divorce was quote-unquote, quote-unquote, unfriendly. Now, Leanne and Jenna, they lived on the second floor of the home, and Roger lived on the first floor. Now, again, it's stated that there was no sign of a forced entry. And there was no sign of any type of robbery. There was just blood and no sign of Leanne. Her wallet and her passport were both left in the apartment and no money has been withdrawn from her accounts. And on top of that, Jenna goes on to describe her mother as someone who was a homebody who really didn't go out much. She was pretty much really close to her daughter and on top of that she didn't speak any English and Jenna by the way she has not given up hope on finding out what happened to her mother 
Almost 10 years after the incident, Jenna held a press conference in front of the home her mother was last seen in. At this press conference was Jenna, her lawyer Stuart Pollock, and Daniel Drone, a city council member. Now, Daniel, the city council member, he told the press, and I quote, it may be true that her mother is never coming back, but Miss Lang should have been shown respect and she should have been treated with dignity by the police department. That did not happen. He went on to say, we are here to demand that this be taken out of a cold case file. Now, here's the weird part about this. It, it doesn't feel like the police actually believes Leanne just walked away of her own free will. There's never any wording that seems to indicate that. And again, they came on to the crime scene the day she went missing and there was evidence of blood, of a messy cleanup, and other possible forensic evidence. But it appears her case was being treated as a missing persons case for a while even though it seems that everybody's pretty much in agreement that no, some foul play has definitely occurred here. So this isn't one of those cases where the police kind of see the obvious red flags and shrug their shoulders to go, yeah, I mean, she obviously ran away. <laughs> Case solved. But if that's not what they're doing, it leaves a lot of other questions about why this case was seemingly just dropped and forgotten about. Because here's the thing, there definitely has been cases that I've went over myself where police did not release information to the public, though they were silently working on it behind the screens and just kind of keeping it close to their chest out of fear that releasing too much information would spook their suspects and they would not be able to fully close in on them to make sure justice is served. But this doesn't quite feel like that because... Here's the thing, there's a difference between playing things close to your chest and just letting a family know like, hey, we got some stuff, I can't get into it, but look, we're working on it, we're getting more tips, we're getting more leads, or even just saying, hey, we're at a dead end. There's a difference between that and straight up shunning the family after releasing nothing but a thin file with descriptions of notes that says, yeah, we collected evidence. This is the evidence we collected. Oh, and by the way, we don't have the actual evidence. It was lost in a flood. Now please stop calling. Yeah, that's two different tones. And Jenna, she does believe her mother has been murdered. She doesn't think this is a missing persons case. In fact, she believes her stepfather was involved in her mother's murder. In a brief clip posted on CBS News New York, Jenna goes on to say that, that there was blood on the ceilings and brain matter on their living room chair. No, she wasn't expecting for her mother to come walking through the doors one day. But what she is expecting is to find out what exactly happened and some type of justice being served. Now, besides the messy crime scene, someone trying to clean it up and there not being anything taken or stolen from the home and no type of forced entry. On top of that, we find out that her mother had a million dollar life insurance policy and her husband, who she was in the middle of divorcing, was still her beneficiary. 
And on top of that, they both owned that very house they were in together. Something that would have to be sorted out in divorce. And about six years after Leanne was last seen, Roger moved to try to declare her legally dead. And that's what actually kicked off Jenna's lawyers subpoenaing the NYPD for records on this case because Jenna filed a counterclaim when Roger tried to do this. And that's how they stumbled upon that sad, sad little thin folder of notes and this very messy, literally blood left on the scene case. Again, a few articles have reported that Jenna said that when they asked where the rest of the evidence was, they were basically told that, yeah, the place where we were storing on was flooded and all the actual physical evidence was lost. But in a 2011 article by CBS New York, it stated that the police came out to make a statement and denied that evidence was destroyed in some type of flood. In fact, CBS New York says that the NYPD was saying that this case was still an active investigation being worked on by Queen's Homicide Unit. And guys, this isn't one of my episodes where you're going to get a breakdown of different theories. That's because one, there's really not a lot of information about this case out there, which kind of blows my mind. We have a woman living with her daughter and her ex-husband disappear in a very violent way with what seems to be a lot of evidence left at the crime scene and it barely made a spot and I can barely find anything on it much less people on forums talking about it but here's the thing I feel like for most people if you were listening to the sound of my voice and you were paying attention to the details of the story at least the details that we the public have you probably already kind of have a little bit of a theory in your head. And I feel like all of us have that very same theory in our head. Something else I found really peculiar about this case is that usually when I'm reading articles about missing persons, the articles include a number to call with a direct contact person. But you guys, I didn't find this in a single article that I've came across in this case. I mean, sure, some of the articles posted pictures of the original flyer from 2002 of Leanne with a number to call, but that was it. Usually at the end of the articles, there's a nice, neat little paragraph that says, if you have any information about blah, 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 please contact the blah, 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 blah at number, 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 or this random email and sometimes when it's a big city, you also get a, if you would like to remain anonymous, call our Crime Stoppers number, which is blank, 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 blank. But not a single one of these articles did that. None of them left a contact number. Now, you might be thinking, well, the daughter has come forward and said that they're really not moving their feet on this case, so why would we call them? But here's the thing about reporting on these type of cases what is the point if you aren't going to give your readers, your audience, some point of contact where if just by chance they're listening and they think they have something that might be somewhat helpful, a number to call. Now, I will say though, I did find Leanne's case in a NamUs database, but even that was a bit odd. 
because I happened to just randomly notice that her name as profile was created one day after CBS News did their article about Jenna's call to reopen her mother's case. And the file was open on Nana's by the NYPD. And here's what makes it even more interesting. On that Nana's page, it said that oddly enough, the case owner was NYCPD's missing person squad. And the reason why this is interesting is because again, CBS News New York just released an article the day before in which they got a comment from the PD saying that her case was an active investigation with the homicide unit. So it's a bit weird that they would then go and submit Leanne's case to NamUs with the case owner being under NYPD's missing person squad. And look, I don't have my master's in criminology. I've never worked for a police station. So I might be off, but I think the missing person squad and the homicide squad are two different squads. And them being quoted in a paper just the day before saying that homicide was handling it while officially putting it in a national database under y'all's missing person squad, yeah, it doesn't look consistent, cohesive, or great. Either way, it doesn't appear there's been any updates in the case. The last article I can find on this case was written in 2011. Now, because NamUs has NYPD's missing person squad, as the page owner, that is going to be the number I am going to leave with you guys today. If you have any information that can lead to some type of movement in this case, I ask that you call the NYPD's missing person squad at 212 694-7781. Now that is all I have for today's episode, but I greatly appreciate each and every one of you guys listening. If you don't already do so, follow me over on Instagram at the overlook underscore podcast. And I will be posting both pictures of Leanne, but also her daughter, Jenna. And I will have that number posted up on the page. Now, as always, guys, stay safe, stay vigilant. And I will have a new episode for you guys on December the 4th. Bye. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 